Am I on? Am I on? Am I on? Am I on? No. Before I introduce uh, this group, I got I got something funny I got to show you. All right. I got this magazine in the mail, and it had this little. Uh, let me change this around. This goofy little thing that you can buy a digital camera for your dog or cat. You put it around their collar, on their neck, and it takes pictures. So if Thomas can get, I pulled some of the pictures off. I don't want you to see some of these pictures that this cat took. You're going to be amazed. Look at that. That cat has been to Monument Valley. I, it, it left for about two weeks after we put that collar on. Look at that. That must have been right before it probably ate that thing. Look at it got to, if I had to escape from the dogs, ah, took care of it. I must have killed that roach. I'm glad. Getting a drink of water. Oh, look at that. Took a picture of a deer out in the field. Been to, been to San Francisco. Amazing. This cat's been a world travel. Oh, look. So Elvis. It's amazing. Thank you. That must have been what it was trying to hide from the coyotes. It's been to Yosemite Valley. Oh, look at that. I told him I wasn't going to say anything about the Bengals. I'm not going to say anything, but that speaks volume. God's, God's gift to Ohio. There's somebody's feet. I don't know who's that one. Oh, somebody's watching you. There, oh, look at that. They've got a possum there. I don't know what's going on there. Just took a picture of sunrise. And I'm wondering, oh, there's, there must have been a rat it killed. I don't know. Got a picture of a good old uh, reindeer. Oh, my goodness. I saw that rabbit in my yard. You know, I wonder how it did that. And then finally, the last picture I saw, look at that. That cat has been on an airplane. It's been flying everywhere. So that's amazing. That's amazing technology. Now, you know, I'm just kidding. Because that cat didn't. Because I'm too cheap to spend $29.95 for a collar to put on a cat. To make it go outside and make it be my luck, it'd probably get run over. And that thing would get smashed. So, so I'm too cheap. So I just made that up. I just wanted you to know that. What you probably, I hope you did, you knew that. So this group I have up here, Blin, you want to say anything first? Because Blin sure. is like my co-teacher, co-leader. Patrick said I should just interject whenever I want, but I won't do that. I just want to say a few things about the people that are up here with us. That We sang that song this morning about laying down, we lay down our life. And I have to truly say that this group of people has laid down their life for the cause of Jesus Christ. And, and I love them, and they know my faults. They've seen me at my worst, and they still love me. And I appreciate that. That's what being part of a home group is, you know, or a connection group, as we call it. So... Uh, we appreciate them. Not everyone's here. Christy Smith is sick, and she's home with her kids, and Tim is serving overseas right now. So, uh, And Michael is at class. All right. And, the, of course, our kids are at college. So go ahead, Jim. Thanks. I'll tell you one thing about Connection Group, too. Not only are they there are um, some of our best friends, we know that when we're going into a battle, we have support, that they're there with us. So that's what connection groups are about. You know, you, you just know that you can feel that if you know if you just tell it at, on a whenever you meet, you say, "Hey, got this situation going on." You know that you have them 
as Aaron said, they got your back. So you know that. So, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, I've, Bill said he had this thing on this morning. He felt like a cyborg, which uh, I kind of feel like that too. In fact, Brian asked me if I was going to moonwalk. So, uh, but we did see a picture of Elvis. Um, I had asked the Lord when I knew about this, I said, what do you want me to share? Where do you want me to go with this? And the Lord kept telling me, I want you to tell my people that I, have a, I am calling them to a higher place. I am calling them to a more intimate relationship with me, and I, am, I have more for them than what they have. I'm thinking, okay, that's fine. And then the Lord brought back to me a dream that I'd had probably 20 years ago. And it was a dream of plush land, sandy desert area, and then a river. And I thought I forgot all about that dream, but apparently it was emblazoned into my soul, into my spirit. And on Wednesday night, the Lord spoke to me in a, in a, in a, in a he told me, he said, when I, and, and when I picked up the word, it said, when I speak to you, remember every detail. And write them down. Look at the details. And the Lord opened that dream up to me again. Just like a panoramic picture. And I'm going to share that with you. Because there's details on there where I think. That I believe that the Lord wants me to share with you today. It started with a. And I could see plush lands over on this side. And there was uh, families there. There was there was what I thought was peace. There was joy. There was fun. Plush grass. Blue skies. Beautiful weather. And I thought to myself, Lord, you're showing me a glimpse of heaven. I thought that's what that was. And I was happy. I was happy for those people that were there because I thought they have made it. And the Lord told me then, look farther. And I saw this, this drought-stricken area. And I saw it was barren. It looked like desert. And I saw people leaving that, that grassy area. And I saw them going into that desert area. And I said, Lord, why do people want to lose heaven? Why, why, why do they want to leave heaven for? Why are they wandering out into this area? And the Lord said, look farther. Then I saw a river. And I saw people getting into that river. And I was totally confused. And then the Lord said, look farther on. And I saw another piece of grassy area that was even more beautiful than what the original one I saw. So I thought, and you know, you try to play that over in your mind. Why? And, then, and the Lord said, this is what I want you to share. That first piece of grass you saw is where a lot of my people are. He said they are sitting there with false peace, with hope that they, that, that, they, that, that they think they have. He said, my people have become idle. They have become complacent. And I am calling them to a higher call. And I said, okay. But what, what's the next part about? And the Lord said, look at the details. Look at the details. And as I looked closer, 
I saw people in that desert land, in that, in that drought-stricken land, I saw them bruised, people who were bruised. I saw people who were bleeding. I saw people who were hurt. I saw signs that were up that said, like, past addictions, hurt, unforgiveness, broken relationships. I saw those signs up. I saw people get to those signs, and I saw them turn around and shake their heads and walk back to the back where they were at. I saw people helping other ones. I saw them picking them up and carrying them toward the water. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I asked the Lord, I said, what? He goes, that is the struggle that you're going to have to get to that higher calling. Because Satan is going to throw everything in his path, in your path, to stop you from getting there. He's going to try to convince you that you're not worthy. He is going to try to convince you that you can't make it. And then I saw some getting into the river. And I missed it the first time, but this time I saw a man standing in the water. And there was a radiant glow about the man. And this man, who I know was Jesus, was coming out of the water and he was pulling people from the desert into the water. I saw him praying for the people who were coming down. I saw him touching them. It was a, it was a, a, a sight to see. And Jesus was... And I said, but how did they... They, and I said, okay, he, they made it there. But this is what the Lord took me back to think. He said, look at those people who are making it. They are keeping their eyes on the man in the water. The people who were turning around were starting to look around. And they were taking their eyes off the man. They were taking their eyes off Jesus. And as um, they got into that river, the river was a current. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was a, it was a mighty river. And I thought about a song that was by Steve Green. And it says, There's a river ever flowing, widening, never slowing. And all who wade out in are swept away. When it ends, where it's going, like the wind, no way of knowing, until we answer the call to risk it all and enter in. The river calls we can't deny. A step of faith is our reply. We feel the Spirit draw us in. The water's swift, we're forced to swim. It says we're out of control, and we go where he flows. And that's what these people were doing. They were getting into the water. The psalmist writes in um, Psalm 61, too, it says, From the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And in Psalm 46, 4, it says, There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. And then for the people who, were, uh, who made it to the river, in the James 1, 2, 1, 12, it says, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those 
who love him. I saw people who were hurt, who had junk in their life, who were bruised. They got into that water, and they become new creatures. They, be, they were healed. There was a, you could sense that there was a new sense of joy there. When you looked out at, and when you saw on the other side, you saw, I saw people getting out of the water, and they, you could tell they were new creatures. There was a new excitement. I guess you can say um, there was a new spring in their step. I guess Aaron likes to use those uh, little uh, phrases, so that's a fun. So um, you, could sell, you could tell that. So I just want to tell you today, don't become complacent where you're at. There is a, um, don't become comfortable. My mom used to say, don't become fat and sassy. And um, I never knew what that was. But that's where, but the Lord said, that's where my people are. And I am calling them higher. I am calling them more. I am calling them, I want them to be, to, to be more. And it's, um, and in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Isaiah writes, well, never mind, Isaiah, I don't know what that one was. I've got my notes all messed up here. There we go. 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. You know, Satan wants to block everything that you try to do. Any relationship you have with Jesus I just want you to know that Jesus is on your side. He's praying for you daily. He's interceding for you daily. He's pulling you. Um, he's, he's tugging at your heart. There was a, um, one of those pictures that you saw that the, the cat supposedly took there was of the Yosemite Valley. And we had a chance to go there this past summer. And as we go into the valley, there's a tunnel. And a lot of our lives, we're like in that tunnel. And if you can imagine yourself in, in that, it's dimly lit, can't hardly see. And there's only certain places, you can only go so far, you can only do this. If this is a tunnel, I only, I'm limited on where I can go. I can only see so high, and I can only go here or here. And I remember that when we, um, the tunnel was long, but we could see light at the end. And when we got to the end of that tunnel, it opened up into that valley. And that's what the Lord wants you to know, to get out of that tunnel and get in that valley. Because when we got in that, val when we got in that valley and we got out of that car, we could go, our possibilities are endless. The possible where God wants to take us is endless, endless. And the, in, in that tunnel, the air was kind of stagnant. But when we got out, out of that, I've heard that place called the um, Heaven on Earth. If you ever get a chance to go there, you need to experience that because that place is, if Adam, and Eve lived, if Adam and Eve lived in the United States, that's probably where they had lived because it was, it, was, it was one of the most beautiful places we've ever been. But God's calling you to, to that. He's calling you to, to an endless, endless. It's, it's, it's just, 
I don't know how to say it more. But we've become complacent. We've become... We've become kind of tools of Satan. There's a world out there that wants you. Who needs you to tell them. There's a world out there who says, hey, I need more. I need more than what the government can give me. I need more than what, what the world can give me. I, can, I need more than what McDonald's and Burger King can give me. They need, they need the food you can eat, the eternal food. They need good food. And um, this is going to go pretty short. Does that matter? Okay. I want to give time. I want this all. I, this river, I tell you, we read. I want to tell you the thing this morning. We sang that song this morning, that one it says, and uh, said, um, Come, come and bless our land. And when I looked up at the words, the time on the clock was 9-11. And I'm thinking, is that a coincidence or what? Because the first time we sang, because, you know, when every time we say, come bless our land, we're sending a 911 call out to God and say, hey, we need you. We need you in this country. We need you in this world. You know, uh, let me just tell you too something. Don't let the fear of H1N1 grip you. Don't let it grip you. Because where fear reigns, your faith gets squashed. Don't let it grip you. This kind of, I can sense the country. It, it's, it's, I can just sense the fear. And I'll just tell you, the Lord says, told me in a dream to pray for the young and pray for the old. Because Satan wants to attack those two groups of people. Because the elderly are the ones that are pass the, to pass the heritage down to their kids. And the young are the, are the, are the, are the future. And you notice that that, that seems to be where the, this, this is, is attacking. But I'll tell you what. The only way we're going to feed H1N1 is through prayer. The faith of the saints... And when we finally say Satan's enough is enough and we're going to depend on God and we're going to crush this. God wants to use this to, to watch you, see, everybody see how miraculous he is. Pray over your kids. Pray over your grandparents. There's a river ever flowing and it's widening, it's never slowing and all who step out in it are swept away. And where it ends, we don't know. But you know what? Who cares? Because we're out of control. Because he's in control. I'm going to ask the leaders to come up. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you, if you are not, if you have one of those, if you're in that plush ground and you want to get to that higher calling, if you want to get to where you, where you want God, want you, if you want to get rid of some of that junk in your life, there's a river up here. There's a river of God's anointing. There's a river of God's spirit. He's saying, come. He's saying, come. Why settle for 
seconds when you can have first. You know, a lot of times I'm thinking of a buffet. Why get, why get what's left over when God wants you to be first in line? And as we, uh, I want you to listen. I'm going to play this song. Tom's going to play a song for you. And I want you to, to listen to the words because it's very powerful. Very, uh, because that's where God wants you. He wants you to be swept away. Take you places you've never been before. There are plenty of people here. You know, if you don't want to come up front, I'll even walk up front with you. All you do is raise your hand.
accepted Christ as your Savior, this is the good time. This is a good time to say, I want to know about this man. I want to know about Jesus. I want to know more. This is the time. This river's flowing. It's time to be swept away. You know, what happens in this world doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's time to get out of that tunnel and get in that valley. Get in that valley where you can just look and say, Hey, Lord, I'm yours. I surrender. I surrender everything that I have, everything that you want. Everything that I have, I want to give it all to you. The Lord's calling us to a higher place. He's calling you somewhere higher. And 98% of you in this room know where it is. I encourage you to be obedient. I encourage you to say, Lord, it's time for me to take that step of faith. You know, there's situations in the Old Testament where God told some of the prophets to do things. And they weren't fully obedient. And God didn't speak to them until they were fully obedient. I don't want that to happen to you. There's been times in my life when I've told, been, the Lord's told me to do things and I haven't done it completely. I guess I can say I was half obedient. You know, I don't want half blessings. I want full blessings. And I want, Lord, I want the Lord to bless you as a people, as his people. I want the best for you. The Lord wants the best for you. Step down into darkness, opened my eyes, you let me see.